Welcome, everyone, to the How to Spring Cleanse, a Requirement for Optimal Health Teleseminar and Webinar with John Duyard. Tonight, Dr. John will be discussing the ins and outs of cleansing and how you can design the perfect detox for yourself this spring. A few notes on how to interact on this call. To type in questions, if you are watching online, click on the link provided in the email reminder for this call. Another way to access the question submissions box is to go to lifestyle.com and under the education button, click on the teleseminar library on the far left. The first post on this page is the viewing page for this call. Here, here you can submit questions in the gray box or just watch the webinar live. This will also be the page where the replays can be found after the call. Please do not type in questions on our YouTube page because we will not see those questions. To ask questions verbally, you need to be listening on your phone. Please call 425-440-5100, pin number 124-337-POUND. Then to raise your hand, please press star 2. If Dr. John calls on you, he will address you by the last name and city or state that your phone is listed under. So make a mental note right now of the name and city or state that your phone is registered as. The recording for this webinar and teleseminar will be available tomorrow, and if you signed up for this call, you will receive an email with a link to the replay page. The upcoming teleseminars are Food Frustrations, Eat Fad-Free on Monday, March 24th, at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We also have a free Colorado Cleanse Q&A call coming up called How You Can Benefit from the Colorado Cleanse on Monday, April 7th at 5.30 Mountain Standard Time. You can sign up for any of these teleseminars on the website under the Education button, Event, then Live Teleseminars. All right, I will pass it over to John. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this conference call on how to cleanse and how to um, uh, take advantage of this spring and how to um, reset after what has, for most of us, been a very, very long, hard winter. And uh, after eating lots of heavy foods and pastas and, and grains and higher fat, higher protein foods to help give us the, uh, the insulation that we need to endure this long winter, we then move into spring. And we're there. We're, we're very close to the beginning of spring. I think many of us are beginning to feel it around the country. And the rules are dramatically changing. Um, you know, in nature, the, the deer this time of the year are digging up rhizomes. Rhizomes are surface roots. So when the, the ground softens and the, the roots start to try to make their way to the surface, the deer dig them up prematurely. And these very bitter roots, what they do is they have um, alkaloids that are very bitter that scrub the villi of the intestinal tract. Over the winter, the villi become very boggy, very congested. And as a result, as a result of, of the villi getting boggy and congested, we lose our ability to absorb nutrition. <clears throat> the good bugs sort of go south and the bad bugs begin to proliferate. 
So every year, nature makes sure that we do a great job in supporting the proliferation of brand spanking new, very healthy, diverse microbiology. That's the goal of the nature's job. Remember, we've, we've written about this a lot. 90% of the cells in the human body are, are bugged, right? They're microbes. Only 10% of you is human. So really, when you really think about everything that we do, it has a lot to do with our ability to support our microbiology. Without good microbiology, we don't do well. It's really just that simple. We now, they're finding out every week I'm reading new articles about bugs. There's bugs that balance your blood sugar. There's bugs that support bone density. And maybe that's why, you know, uh, folks in China who've never taken a calcium supplement in their life are actually have naturally occurring uh, bifidobacteria rutiri, which is a bug specifically for bone density. There's bugs for immunity. Um, uh, so many bugs. In fact, which we're going to talk about today a little bit, there's a bug called Clostridium butyricum, which is a bug that a microbe that literally makes ghee, clarified butter, in your intestinal tract. And as many of you know, Ayurvedically, we're all about having ghee to help your body cleanse. So very interesting and brand new research is showing that our intestinal tract literally makes its own ghee. That's how much it likes ghee. So we're going to talk about how that works and why that works and why ghee is so valuable. And, and maybe they knew something thousands of years ago to have us be cleansing with ghee to detoxify. I just think it's absolutely fascinating. So we have a lot to talk about, about how to do that. You know, I want to just pat, you know, and I wrote, a, wrote this article today in today's newsletter about how nature really accomplishes this. And if we would just do what nature does, which is Ayurveda, we would do so well with our ability to be great digesters and great detoxifiers. The deer chew on these very bitter roots and they scrub their intestinal tract and clean all the villi from all the yuck and bad bacteria and uh, undesirable bugs and yeast and things that proliferate during a long winter of a lot of heavy mucousy foods, which we need as insulating foods. Wheat, which is, you know, of course, such a terrible thing, but it's a winter grain. It's a heavy glutinous grain, and it supports the health of our... There's proteins in gluten that are, are extracted and used to make people's skin look radiant. So is wheat really that bad? I am not a big believer that wheat has all of a sudden been the worst food on the planet. I think we have lost our ability to digest hard to digest foods as a culture, and that requires us to have good digestion, to digest gluten, as well as the casein and dairy. And that's something that we do as part of a cleanses, reset digestion, right? It makes perfect sense. How are you going to be a really good um, digester or detoxifier if you're not a good digester? To think about it for a second. When you eat food or inhale toxins or swallow something that's toxic, it's your digestive system that provides the detoxification. If you are not a good uh, digester, you're not going to be a great detoxifier. One of the reasons why it's so critically important as we design a cleanse to reset digestive strength. If your digestive system goes down, you don't digest wheat and dairy well, you don't do greasy fried food well, what's going to happen is you're, gonna, you're not going to digest those foods and you're just going to say, well, I just don't eat wheat, I don't eat dairy, I don't eat greasy fried food, and you know, that's completely fine. There's no requirement for any of us to eat those foods to be healthy, not at all. They are more than anything else, a signpost, plus they maybe they taste good, but more than anything else, they're a signpost to see if you 
have the ability to detoxify well. Because if you can't digest the protein in gluten or digest the, the, the protein in, uh, uh, from, from dairy, the casein, if you can't break down greasy fried foods the way you did when you were 18 years old, you've lost your digestive strength. So what do you do with the mercury that's on all the, all the uh, organic spinach all over America? There's coal mine clouds, plumes that cover all of America with mercury. And we can't power wash it off. It's everywhere. So when you're eating your organic salad, you're ingesting mercury. So what happens with, what happens with the mercury? We ingest it. We have to be able to break it down and detoxify it. Fat-soluble toxins are our nemesis. We do, however, with good digestive strength, have the ability to digest, hard to digest, fatty substances like, like uh, pesticides, preservatives, heavy metals, parasites, all chemicals, environmental pollutants. These are all very hard to digest chemicals that, that pervade our environment. And there's things that we need to do and learn to do to become better digesters so we can process those as well. So the signpost is if you don't digest well, don't just change your diet. You can change your diet, but don't finish. You need to finish the job. And that means to reset digestive strength. Plus, if your liver is congested, oh, my God, it's sort of boggy, and liver is pushing all the impurities into the fat because it doesn't know what to do with them, right, and then we go in there and just pull out all the toxins from the liver, do a detox without resetting digestive strength. The liver is going to be like, or why are you pulling all these toxins out of my fats? Because I put those to get rid of them because I was too busy. I couldn't handle it. So now all this fat-soluble toxins, environmental pollutants, pesticides, preservatives, they're all in my liver. They're in my bloodstream, and I want them out of here. So it's so critically important before we cleanse the body that we do some digestive resetting. And, of course, I want to talk about that today. And that's the whole point of Ayurvedic cleansing. It had a little bit more logic and insight to it than just going out there and doing the detox. It's very, very important to understand that. And, again, nature did this all by its wonderful self. So nature, after the deer got the bitter roots, and those are dandelion greens that are on your lawn this time of the year that you can be digging up. You may already beginning to be beginning to see many greens that are all over your yard and beginning in, 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 the, in the fields. Those are, many of them are rhizomes. You can dig them up, throw them in a pot, make a, make a tea out of them, and you can drink them as part of your liver cleansing, uh, gut scrubbing benefits. So very, very important. Then soon, in a, in a few weeks, we'll see that the, um, in a few weeks, we're going to see a fluorescent green take over the valleys. And that is, they're loaded with chlorophyll-rich sprouts, sometimes with as much as 400 times the nutrition as a regular plant, green plant, these green sprouts have. So they're really powerful. And when you eat them, they fertilize the good bacteria. Every, every plant, that we have, every plant attracts a certain bug, a certain type of microbe, which is why it's so important that we eat organic foods because non-organic foods have been, all the bugs or many of the bugs, they can't kill all of them, are dead. And that's the problem with our micro, microbial diversity. We have a situation where in the West, in America particularly, everything's sterile and we have no bugs. We have very poor microbial diversity. You go to Europe, they have 
so many more and diverse bugs than we do, which supports optimal health. They don't have the cardiovascular issues and the stroke issues that we have here. So it's very, very important that we eat organic because they're loaded with bugs. When you eat organic food, you guys don't realize it, but you're eating so many more bugs than you eat when you eat conventional, which is probably why you might think about maybe not wanting to eat all those bugs, but they're actually good for you. And every different plant actually has attracts different microbes that have different function. And the greens, the fluorescent greens, have the chlorophyll, have the chlorophyll to really allow the... Um, the, the good bugs to be fertilized and to populate and to proliferate in your intestinal tract. So it's extremely critical, very, very important to understand that. So that's what the greens do come early spring, so we really got to eat them. And if we've had enough meat and, and, and heavy foods in the winter, we're sort of ready for spinach salad, aren't we? Ready to really ingest a significant amount of those foods. Then, almost like if, as on cute, the, the berries uh, begin to be harvested in the, in the late spring, cherries being the last sort of berry of spring. It's sort of half berry, half fruit. It looks like a, acts like a fruit because it hangs off a tree, but it actually functions like a berry. It has micro, has polyphenols and uh, paranthocytins that actually are powerful antioxidants that really move your lymphatic system. And here's your intestinal tract. On the outside of your gut wall is a ridiculous amount of lymph. The vast majority of your lymph in your body is around your gut. Experts believe 80% of your uh, immune system lies in that relationship between the villi on the inside and the lymph on the outside. I wrote an article called The Most Important Half Inch in Your Body, and that half inch is so critical because that's where your immune system really begins and ends in the, in the, in the efficiency and the function of the villi and the lymph around your gut, what's called the gut-associated lymph. And then if that gets yucky and gets congested, the toxins instead of going into the lymph and getting attacked by white blood cells and neutralized, goes into your lymph and creates congestion and tiredness and lethargy and swelling and holding on to water and acne and skin breaking out and rashes and hypersensitivity reactions to food and to uh, pollens and airborne uh, irritants. A host of lymphatic congestive issues happen. Those toxins default back to your liver. Your liver is going like, you've got to be kidding me, right? Like, I need this like a hole in the head. But that's where it all goes, back to your liver. Your liver goes, I can't do this. So it puts it into your blood, and the blood puts it into your fat, and that's where it stays until you go do a detox, and all of a sudden it's all back in your liver, and your liver's going, I don't know what to do with it. So we must make sure your liver can actually do the detox if we're going to do one. And that's all part of the preparation. So um, the liver, when it gets congested, it can't do its job. The bile becomes thicker. When the bile becomes thick, it doesn't multiply fats. So you don't break down fatty toxins anymore. You don't detoxify well. That's it. It's simple. That's, it's over. Your bile regulates your poop. How, regular, how quickly you go to the bathroom, how often you go to the bathroom, how completely you go to the bathroom is regulated by your bile. I'm realizing this is a very long lecture, and there's so much to tell you about what happens when your liver gets congested. The bile gets thick and you can't digest fast. The bile, stay with me here, and there's so many videos to go back and to really hear this again and again and again because it's so critical. When the bile is not efficient, as thick and viscous, which happens in almost every American, the, the stomach acid is not being, it will not be neutralized or buffered by the bile. So the stomach will, acid will stay in the stomach and cause heartburn 
over time, some will go, you know what, there's, there's just not enough bile down there to neutralize all this acid. So I have to hold on to the acid, causing heartburn, or the stomach just dials down the digestive fire and you lose the ability to digest hard-to-digest stuff like wheat and dairy, which require their proteins, they require a very strong digestive acid. And if that got dialed down because your liver got congested, because your bile got thick, because you're under a ton of stress that gets plowed away through your gut, because you process all that stress through your intestinal tract, that's how we handle our stress. You with me? You get stressed out. The stress hits your gut. The gut bugs go south. The good guys go south. They don't make the neurotransmitters and they make, by the way, 95% of your serotonin is in your intestinal tract, 95%. So if you're under a lot of stress and those good bugs go south, you don't make the serotonin. You don't handle your mood well. You're not happy anymore. That causes inflammation. Your lymph gets congested. The bile, the toxins default back to your liver. The bile gets thick. The bile can't emulsify the acids. You can't buffer the acids. So your stomach either gets hot and heartburn or you dial down the fire and now you can't digest. So that's what happens, in a nutshell, why we need to do a cleanse, why we need to reset digestive function and make you a better detoxifier. Once we do that, then we can go to those fat cells and pull all the yuck out of the fat cells because they're waiting, the liver is happy, it's the bile flowing, and all that can happen wonderfully. Now, real quick, we have had a little problem in the last 50 years, we, 30 years maybe, we have been told that fats are bad. We've also been told that um, we've also, at the same time, in 1980, we started subsidizing the, the growing of wheat and corn to feed America for real cheap. And now, it's, you know, you can feed them for pennies on the dollar. And it worked. Everybody has a lot of food. The two million year old problem, which was the tri- that we suffered with and genetically adapted to for two million years, was to figure out a way to get fat to figure out a way to store fat so we didn't starve to death. That's what our genetics have been trying to do for two million years, store fat so we could survive. The last 50 years, we've figured it out. We have, we have stopped giving ourselves good fats as a source of fuel, and we give ourselves lots of carbohydrates. So the premise of this cleanse I want to talk to you about here in a minute is to reset fat metabolism. If you're not a good fat burner, you're going to get fat. You're not going to be calm. Fat is calm fuel, stable fuel, long-lasting fuel, sleep through the night fuel. It's non-emergency fuel. It's the fuel we want to burn. Hunter-gatherers had significantly more fat in their diet than we do. Hunter-gatherers had about five times as much fiber in their diet as we do. Now, why all that? When you have a lot of fat in your diet, you make a lot of bile. Bile is like a Pac-Man. It's your detoxifier. It's Pac-Manning in your liver toxic chemicals, Pac-Man and cholesterols, heavy metals, weird stuff that your liver doesn't want to have. And, and it grabs onto it, and you eat some fatty food, it gets into that, all that bile gets shunted into your small intestine, where it continues to Pac-Man heavy metals and toxins and cholesterols in your intestinal tract. If you have enough fiber, that fiber will attach to the bile and take all the bile and the toxins to the toilet. But we don't get enough fiber. Hunter-gatherers got 100 grams of fiber per day. We get 20 if we're lucky. 
That means that, and studies show, that 94% of the bile gets reabsorbed back to the liver. Now the liver's going like, what? Why is all this stuff back? With the toxins in tow, the liver is completely congested with all this toxic bile. It gets sumped into your bloodstream, into your arteries. I mean, bad things happen when the bad cholesterol, which was earmarked for elimination, is now back in your liver and your blood and your heart. We don't really want that. Here's what's worse. If we have a low-fat diet, and we were told for the last 30 years that fats are bad, and because the fats we had for the last 30 years are bad, they're processed, cooked, deodorized, you know, terrible fats that we can't digest. So we've been eating sugars, which we also are not genetically wired to process. So we have not the fats that we really need as a source of fuel and overshot the runway with carbohydrates, right? So what happens is if you don't have a lot of fat, you don't make bile. If you don't make enough bile, then the same bile, Pac-Manning bile with all the toxins in tow, will get reabsorbed back to the liver, into the intestinal tract, back to the liver, into the intestinal tract, Pac-Manning along the way, up to 17 times before it finally gets discarded. That's like washing your dishes in the same dirty dishwash water 17 days in a row before you get new water. That's why we need to detox. We need to detox to reset bile flow. We need to detox to cleanse the liver so the liver can take the stuff that it had to store in the fat cells and pull it out and get rid of it. And produce more bile so the stomach, we can turn it on and make the acid that you need to cook wheat and dairy so you don't have to be avoiding them like the plague for the rest of your life. Doesn't mean that we should eat every single day. We definitely went overboard. The wheat, you know, is hybridized to be grown like four times a year, which is not how it was originally. There are issues with dairy as well, and do issues with wheat. But wheat, by nature, is a digestible protein if you have a good digestive fire. It's really important that we get that. So how do we do that? Um, well, this cleanse that I want to talk to you about is um, called the short home cleanse. And um, it's very simple. It's four days, a four-day simple cleanse. And if you go to my website, on there's an ebook we have. It's called the Short Home Cleanse ebook, and it's about um, I think like a 40-page uh, manual, really, that tells you how to do the short home cleanse for free. And and a lot of what I'm going to tell you about is actually in this ebook, and it's really I, I just think a great gift for you to learn about how to do a cleanse easy, and you can go back and, and really listen after we talk about it today, how why that's so critically important. We are, There's herbs that I talk about that are the digestive reset herbs, and of course we have you know herbs that we sell, but we also have in the ebook herbs you can go to your local health food store and basically do the cleanse without buying anything from us. It's absolutely a free gift that you can use, and uh, it's a great cleanse and a great you know quick short four-day cleanse if you want to get started. Um, here is how it works. We start each morning by taking ghee, clarified butter. Okay, Every morning you take a little bit of ghee. Now the tricky part and the only golden rule with your diet, although there's many uh, kind of um, uh, refinements of this dietary plan, but the golden rule is no fat for these four days. That's it. Now, you could just go to Chipotle and get black beans and some rice and eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and do the ghee in the morning. You'd be fine. You'd be, have a great cleanse, okay? And we refine that, of course, but, you know, well, the point is that you can go and get non-fat foods, you know, today 
uh, while you're out and about. This is an out and about cleanse program. The ghee, when you take it in the morning, you take the ghee and that forces your body to burn fat because it is fat, right? Ghee is clarified butter. So if you take butter without salt in it and you boil it, all the milk solids boil off. It, you just, they just keep skimming off all this milk solid. All the dairy gets boiled off until you're left with just the oil, what's called the butyric acid. Butter is the high, has the highest concentration of a fatty acid called butyric acid of any food source on the planet. Ghee is a concentrated version of butter. So if butter has the highest concentration of butyric acid, then ghee is three or four times that. And butyric acid, butter got its name from butyric acid. That's how it got its name. Butyric acid is one of the major fatty acids that our intestinal tract needs to survive. The colon cells use ghee or butyric acid as their major source of fuel. They support immunity in a very powerful way. They directly feed and the function and support the function of the killer T cells in the intestinal tract. They support the proliferation of the good microbes that do the heavy lifting for almost all of our physiological functions. I mean, our body makes a significant amount of its own butyric acid. There's a handful of bugs that do it. One, the Clostridium butyricum is one of the major ones, but there are other bugs that make butyric acid as well. So it's not just one bug. It's, they have a whole team of bugs, different strains, that are doing this. So there's something really special about why ghee is so critical in the intestinal tract. I got an email today, I think, that said something like, well, well, why do we need to take it if we make our own? And I thought that was a good question. And the reason is because in America, we have a sterile environment. All the foods are, are if they're not, not, or if they're not conventional, they're scrubbed and cleaned and power washed and cleaned so there's no bugs on them. Everything is sterile. Our cheese is sterile. Everything that's supposed to have bugs on them doesn't have bugs on them. We have antibiotics that we take maybe throughout our life here and there to basically take out the bugs and have to start from scratch. Um, our, our, our soils don't have microbes in it because of the fertilizers and pesticides. We are starving for our bugs, really. So, um, and the bugs are the ones that make the butyric acid. So we need to feed those bugs with the ghee, which they feed on, your bugs feed on fiber and fat. So that's why having more fiber, vegetables in your diet, and fat is so critical. And ghee is one of the best fats. It's loaded with omega-3s, it's loaded with CLA, all your vitamins, your fats are vitamins A, D, E, and K. It's um, got, of course, the highest concentration of butyric acid. So just a really interesting, fascinating substance is the ghee to support the health of your intestinal tract, therefore the health of your bugs, therefore the production of your neurotransmitters, therefore the, and the health of your immune system, and on and on and on, really, really reaching to pretty much every one of our physiological functions. All right, so we take the ghee in the morning, first thing in the morning, two teaspoons to start with, the first one, and then you have a no-fat diet. If you had any fat during the day, you would just burn the dietary fat. If you have no fat during the day, you will continue to burn your own fat. And that's what we want. We want your body to burn your own fat. So, um, and the reason why we want you to burn your own fat is because fat's the calm, fuel, stable fuel. That's critical. Fat is also where we store all our toxins. So we need to help the body be a better fat burner, 
to be calm to help get the body to be able to, you know, start to uh, burn the toxins. Um, the other reason we want to burn fat is so we can begin to make energy last. So you're not craving food all the time. If you're eating meal, snack, meal, snack, meal, snack, meal, snack, all day long, the body just burns the meal and the snack and the meal and the snack and the meal and the snack. And you never get a chance to burn your fat. If you want to be a good fat burner, and, and you do, by the way, um, you've got to give the body a reason to burn fat. So we're going to ask you in this cleanse, eat three meals a day. Breakfast, nothing till lunch. Lunch, nothing till supper. Supper, nothing till breakfast. Three meals a day. So in between each meal and all through the night, you burn your fat. If you have a snack between breakfast and lunch, you're going to burn the snack. It could be a carrot, which is not unhealthy. It's a healthy thing to eat. But you didn't burn your fat in between breakfast and lunch that day. You burned the carrot. So it's very important for us to realize that by giving the body just three meals a day, we're facilitating a natural state of fat burning. Studies have shown that ancient humans didn't just survive when they didn't get a lot of food. They thrived. Their cells, when they were starving, ramped up more energy. The cells lived significantly longer. It's a genetic encoding that we still have. So when we have a diet that, eat, that we eat nibble, 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 constantly feeding ourselves, we are never giving the body a chance to, number one, be a good fat burner. We're never giving the body a chance when it burns fat to think, uh-oh, I might not get any food for a while. Therefore, the cells genetically ramp up, amp up, become able to function better, produce more energy, and live longer. And that is well documented by some new research on the genetic side of things, but also well documented from the point of view of a diet called um, calorie restriction diets are off the charts. The best diets we can eat for blood pressure, for blood sugar issues, which of course are epidemic, the best diets from a point of view of longevity and, and supporting optimal health. There's just no doubt about that. We eat too much food. That's the bottom line. And the reason we eat too much food is because we stink at digesting. If you digested efficiently, you would be satisfied. But if you don't have good digestion, you're not satisfied. And the number one primary satisfying food is fat. So when you have the ghee in the morning, you're going to be satisfied. And, you're going to, and if you have no fat during the day, you're going to feel the benefits of that by having no hunger. So the ghee will facilitate fat metabolism. It actually will give you the ability to make energy last and your hunger will begin to abate. That's the kind of the classic thing that happens, which is really interesting. Um, we, got, we got invited, uh, I was interviewed by a, a Women's World magazine a couple of months ago, and uh, they wanted me to give them a cleanse that they could write about. So we, get, we printed this out for them and sent them the, the short home cleanse ebook. And I didn't hear back from them for like three or four months. And then, um, and then I heard back, and they said that they got the cleanse book, and they basically had a group of their readers, like a little focus group of their readers, do the cleanse verbatim from the ebook that I sent them. And they had people, you know, they did this cleanse, and they said the results were overwhelming. They said it was so incredible. We're going to do a whole story on the short home cleanse, which comes out, I think, early April. So look on your magazine in the, in the grocery store. It's Women's World magazine. There'll be an article early early April about the short home cleanse. But the point being, just right off the rack, they did the cleanse with no education, and they had they, Women's World was blown away. They said we were just blown away by the results. It's it's not it's not. Let me say. 
It's based on solid logic. It's based on thousands of years of trial and error. They figured some things out thousands of years ago, and they still make sense. Like taking ghee into your intestinal tract. Who knew that our gut makes its own, right? So that's really important. The ghee also does other things. It's what we call an oleator. Oleate, supple. It creates suppleness in your tissues. When you take ghee, it actually saturates your tissues and creates an oleation process, a saturation in your intestinal tract, and um, so or in, in your intestinal tract as well as in your skin. Historically, when I first went to India many years ago, they said that when you take the ghee, that you should after uh, and when we do our Colorado cleanse, which is our two-week version of this cleanse. You know, you take seven days of ghee, and they say when you push your skin, you should actually uh, uh, feel the, um, the, the ghee oozing out of your skin. I don't know if that's actually even possible, but um, it's fascinating to think that you could take that ghee, that much ghee. Now, studies have shown that when you actually take ghee internally, it acts as a natural chelator. It has a lipophilic effect, fat-soluble toxins, chemicals, environmental pollutants, pesticides, preservatives. They're all fat-soluble, and those are the ones that we don't do well with in terms of detox. We are really, really good at getting rid of um, water-soluble toxins, but lousy, or at least it's a process to get the fat-soluble toxins to be converted to be water-soluble and then getting them out of the body. It's a bit of a challenge. So the... Uh, the ghee is what's called lipophilic. It attaches to those toxins and pulls them out. In one study, if you read on my website on our research page called Research on Panchakarma, which is our, our in-house rejuvenation, you know, retreat detox, um, heavy metals were pulled out of people's fat cells, environmental pollutants, pollutants like dioxins even, that we had stopped using 30 years ago, were being pulled out of people's fat cells and continued to be pulled out of the fat cells for three months after the cleanse was done. So there's research that sort of backs this whole lipophilic effect. Um, the oil pulling thing that we hear a lot about, of swishing your mouth with oil, it's not, you know, a lot of people say it's, it's the cure-all panacea for everything, but it is an oil puller. It does have lipophilic effect and it will pull toxins and it will scrub your, your, the, the, the bacteria and support healthy uh, oral mucosa for sure. And there's good studies to back it up. But it's the same principle. The same principle when you put oil on your skin and massage your skin. It's the same exact principle. And, and in this cleanse, uh, we have a cleanse kit. And in the cleanse kit, um, uh, you uh, get, um, or I'm um, sure if you get, but you definitely um, can get a bottle of oil. In the Colorado cleanse, we give you the oil. In this, we have a kit for the short home cleanse that we'll talk about here in a bit, but um, getting some oil and doing Ayurvedic massage on your skin is so incredibly valuable. We now know that the microbes on your skin feed on the oils that you put on your skin. There's sebum that your skin literally makes, which is an oil which your bugs feed off of. Wherever you have skin on the outside and on the inside, you have bugs, and they're doing the heavy lifting for your immune system. That's how they work. So, when, so thousands of years ago, they figured out that putting oil on your skin was a good thing to do every day. And that when you rub oil together with water, it makes soap and you can like clean yourself with it as well. And like who knew, right? We've been using soaps, harsh detergents to scrub our skin really super clean, again, to be sterile. And as a result, we've scrubbed off the, all the good oils on our skin 
and therefore all the good bugs, they die off because they eat those oils. So putting oil on your skin as a part of a daily Ayurvedic massage, definitely during this cleanse, is a really great thing. I think it's a great thing to do every time you take a shower. Take a little bit of oil in your, in your, in your bathroom, in the shower. Don't necessarily have to do it on dry skin because you use a ton of oil and you become very sticky and your towels start to stink and you'll get mad at me. But if you do it in the shower, it works just as good. Use a very small amount of oil, rub it all over your body like a lotion or a hand cream. I don't have any hair, so that makes it easy to put, do it on my head. Um, and then you put that all over your body, and then you shower it off. You just wash it off or rinse off and pat yourself dry, and you're done. Um, you can leave it on during the shower while you're getting hot, and, the, and then the oil will pull the impurities out of your skin. The same way the ghee is sort of pulling impurities off your intestinal tract. And the same way the ghee has that oleation effect where it penetrates into your tissues and has this sort of lipophilic pulling of, of toxins out of your system. So again, just pretty interesting and, and pretty fascinating. And then the other thing that the ghee does, which is really interesting, is it forces you to produce more bile. It helps you make more bile, and it helps, you, helps the bile contract or, or the gallbladder contract. So the bile can be uh, ejected out of, the, out of the gallbladder. We have this gallbladder sac which is another very interesting thing. You've got a gallbladder, maybe it's about this big. It has bile in it that's stored at 15 times the concentration of the bile that you make in your liver. 15 times the concentration. People get their gallbladders taken out routinely in America and they never change their diet. Nothing happens, they feel great, no problem. Why? We don't eat anywhere near the fats we were genetically wired to eat. Our energy, our satisfaction, our fuel supply was mostly fats. Carbohydrates too, but way more fats. When, you know, if you're a, a hunter-gatherer and you kill a woolly mammoth, you're going to eat the organ meats first, and I would imagine that's a lot of fat in one sitting. And therefore, you need the gallbladder to contract uh, and produce a ridiculous amount of bile. That's 15 times the concentration to emulsify that much fat in one sitting. And they didn't do that every day. I think it was like, you know, once a week they got a woolly mammoth or something. But it wasn't like that fat every day, every day, every day. And they got a lot more exercise, and they didn't have as many processed carbs as us. So if you're going to be thinking about eating more fat on a regular basis or doing ghee a lot on a regular basis, think twice. Because you've got to increase your exercise, and you've got to decrease your carbs, because there's only two sources of fuel, sugar and fat. And if you have already a lot of sugar in your diet and you add fat, you're going to overshoot the energy budget, and you're going to store it as fat and it can congest your arteries and do bad things. So it's, a, it's understanding that fat will provide a level of satiety that you won't want the carbohydrates. That's the key. And the other thing is that when you have a lot of fats in your diet, you have uh, the ability to contract the gallbladder and get that thing moving again like it was designed. And fats regulate your stool. They regulate your buffering of the acid from your stomach. They allow your stomach fire to become really strong and cook a lot of food they're all like really important things, right? And if we don't have that functioning, our digestive system goes south, and that's what we see epidemic in this country. People can't digest hard to digest stuff any longer. So that's what ghee does. It forces the gallbladder to contract. I think that's a, a fascinating piece of the puzzle. So what you do for the first four days is you have two teaspoons the first day, then four, then six, then eight. Two, four, six, eight teaspoons of ghee first thing in the morning, 
on an empty stomach, shoot it down with some warm water. If you want to mix it with some uh, almond milk or coconut milk or even cow's milk, if it's good quality, you can drink that down, and that will force your body into a fat metabolic state. And you'll stay in that for the four days, and you'll begin to notice with each day that your digestive uh, cravings will become less and less and less, and that's what happens during the four days. During this time, you're on a, again, remember, you're on a no-fat diet. That's the key. So you're going to be eating a no-fat diet during this time. So that's going to be really important. And now in the ebook, we have, um, we have a, a series of diets that you can take. Uh, they're all no-fat during these four days. And the first one is the most austere, and it's called um, the transform. And it's basically just having kitchery, which is a, a combination of rice and beans split yellow mung beans, which are uh, mung beans that are split and the husk falls off. And when the husk falls off, they uh, are very easy to digest. The mung beans have been shown to balance blood sugar, they heal the gut, the bugs eat them. Like I've written some articles on mung beans, it's phenomenal. And when the husk is gone, they don't create any gas. The rice is long grain white rice, which is a much more stable uh, uh, rice for blood sugar. And it's combined with the, and the husk is also off of that, so it's, again, very easy to digest. The kitchri in India is baby food. It's the first food of the intestinal tract to heal the gut and prepare the gut for being able to be a good digester. So the transform is, um, is using kitchri primarily and um, as the major uh, source of food and also adding some beets to that. Uh, would be great in your diet, would be a great strategy. The second plan, this is all written in your booklet, and the second plan is the rejuvenate plan. And that's where you have um, beans, again, you can have kitchri or rice and beans or really any rice and any bean combination with the beets and seasonal greens. Now, why beets? Why do we like beets so much? Beets are bile movers. So when you eat a beet a day during the cleanse, you're forcing the bile to move. The ghee is forcing the bile to move. It's thinning the bile. It's flushing the liver. The liver is going, whoa, this is great. I'm getting all this stuff out of here so we can begin to chelate the toxins out of the fat cells and do a thorough detox as well. Very, very important. So the rejuvenate plan, a little bit easier. You have the beets, the beans, the rice. You also have uh, the leafy greens. You can have vegetables in the diet as well. So that's really great. And then the last one is what's called the uh, nourishing plan, and that has to do, that's uh, uh, rice and beans again. And again, you can use any, uh, you can use any bean that you like uh, with rice with vegetables, and it can be vegetables, soup, salad, fruit. It can be anything in, in seasonal vegetables, so you have a lot. Of, the only golden rule here is no fat. That's the key, a no-fat diet. You can also, if your blood sugar needs it, can even add a little bit of lean meat. The most important thing when you go on this diet for these four days is you don't feel starving, that you're not you know, feeling dizzy or lethargic, or you should feel great because you're burning fat. If the body is giving you a hard time getting into fat burning, then we need to increase it from the transform plan, which is just kitchery only, to the, re to the uh, regenerate plan or the rejuvenate plan, which is the... Um, the, the beans and the rice and the vegetables and the beets to the nourishing plan, which is basically anything that you want as long as there's no fat, including a little bit of lean meat. That's how simple it is. Really simple, and it works really, really well.
to make that um, to make that happen. But if you crave anything and you're feeling like you need more food, then have a little lean meat in your kitchery or stir it up in your rice and beans. It's completely fine. The only golden rule, like I said in the very beginning, is no fat. That's the key. That's the critical piece. So that's the that's what you eat. That's the ghee. The last piece of the puzzle is to actually to do a, uh, a cleanse or a, a detox where you actually do uh, a final flush where you do a laxative therapy. And that you can do that with a, with a cup and a half of um, prune juice and take that before you go to bed on the last day. And that flushes your intestinal tract out. So you do four days of ghee. First thing in the morning, two, four, six, eight teaspoons. On the evening of the fourth day, you clean your intestinal tract out with one and a half uh, cups of prune juice. You can also do uh, one and a half uh, or one tablespoon of Epsom salt with a cup of water, and you can have a tablespoon of olive oil with a teaspoon of lemon juice, and you mix all that together, and then you um, and stir it all and drink it down, and that will create another laxative effect. And those recipes are all in the book as well. But that should give you your final flush, and the next day you're ready to go back into your program. The next couple of things I want to talk about is what how we reset digestion and some of the strategies in that department. So hang on one second. I want to uh, reach out and ask you for some questions. And um, so if anybody has any questions typed in, I have a couple here. Uh, then I'll get somebody on the phone here in a minute. Can coffee drinkers go cold turkey when starting the cleanse? What to do about constipation during the cleanse use of trifla? Yeah. So um, can coffee drinkers go cold turkey? Yeah, they can, unless you're really addicted and you know you're going to get a real severe headache and you want to cut back and go slow. But when you're burning fat, it's a stable source of fuel. You're not on the sugar or the caffeine high-low thing, so you're really resetting stability. So if there was a time to go cold turkey, it's now for sure. Absolutely. Constipation, I am a big fan of trifla to help tonify the bowel if you need a little bit of extra support there. Also, we have an herb called Elim Number no. 1, which is trifla with slippery elm, which slimes up the intestinal tract, makes it a little bit more slippery, and that can sometimes work a little bit better than the trifla. And so those two things can be used to help deal with constipation, which is not an uncommon problem. And that really means that your gut is dried out which means that there's no good oils that are naturally occurring, which means there's no good bugs, which means there's no good neurotransmitters. All that begins to happen. So, so it is important to use trifla with the goal in mind that we want to get back to having really great regular bowel movements without the, the aid of some type of natural support. And trifla is natural support, way different than senna tea or, or cascara sagrada, all these very powerful bowel irritants which create more dependency. Even magnesium over a long period of time can create a dependency which we don't want to, you don't want to necessarily go into that. Uh, what is your view on cleansing for underweight plus, plus very poor digestion uh, despite most simple diet and the use of herbs? If you're underweight, then we have, it's a kind of a case-by-case case thing. Sometimes people underweight, they actually do need to cleanse because there's toxicity issues there. Sometimes people just need to rebuild first and then cleanse. If you do the nourishing plan, which includes meat and rice and beans and soup and salad and fruit during the cleanse, and you're just having no fat, you can stabilize your weight. You can even add a protein powder to the mix and stabilize your weight and still get the yucky stuff out of your fat cells to burn and decongest your liver, get your bile to work better so you can metabolize the fats, deliver the fats, and store weight with the fats. That's sort of the, the sort of bit of the catch-22 that makes it difficult to figure out how 
when, how and when do I cleanse and, and, and you know, when I'm losing weight. So you, and, and I can, you know, I can help you either with a consultation or we can help you with our customer service to help figure that out. But definitely, uh, it means we need to support, most likely, the bioflow and the intestinal ability to absorb nutrition is really critical and key. Another, another question. Uh, uh, thanks in advance for this call. I'd like to know if it's an effective, if not detrimental, to do the cleanse while menstruating. Always better not to menstruate or cleanse while you're menstruating because the body is moving waste out. So it's a time of the month where the body is more introspective and, and kind of low on energy. Um, so you always want to choose to go away from your cleanse. However, very common that as you begin to support a cleanse in a downward moving detox, the body flips into a menstrual cycle a week or two early, which happens on a very regular basis. So it's fine if it starts happening, but I would always choose to, to cleanse around it. You'll have more energy, perhaps. Okay. Uh, my monthly cycle is erratic. I've been waiting for two weeks to do the short cleanse. Should I stop if it starts? No, you don't have to stop. Continue. You should be fine. Um, um, so... Um, yeah, and we do have a, a customer service line that you can you can call and get some more questions answered. Uh, another question: I'm experiencing vata imbalance, which means because of nervous system stress, I need to rebuild more than cleanse. Would you recommend adding spring roots, green sprouts, berries, and in a cooked or steamed form? I would absolutely recommend still eating seasonal food, but I would add other foods, heavier foods, to that so you didn't you know, continue to lose weight. You have to add those calories if that's uh, really important. Uh, one more question, then we'll go to some live calls here. If you're a pitta type, fiery type, and told that you have a pitta, that uh, your pitta and vata are both way too high, out of whack, out of balance, uh, can you risk overheating the liver by doing a detox yourself? Well, I don't know. I mean, some of the cleanses, I know like the master cleanse is a cleanse that has does a lot of cayenne pepper, that would be a cleanse that I wouldn't recommend for someone with a lot of pitta because it's a hot person doing hot things and detoxing is fat burning and that burns hot too. So you start stacking a lot of spicy food on a, lot of, on a hot body during a hot cleanse, yes. But the ghee is very cooling, it's very nurturing, and it doesn't generally cause that. In fact, it reduces pitta. We get the body to move the waste out of the body. We get rid of heat by moving our bowels and getting the body to move the waste out. That's why when a young child has a fever, they get diarrhea. The diarrhea is the body's attempt to move heat out of the body. So that's what's happening there. Um, who's on the phone? Let's see, if anybody has a question, you can push star two on your phone, and I'd love to answer some of your questions, and then we'll get into some other uh, other things here in the, in the final minutes. Okay, I've got... Uh, Indianapolis, uh, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, perfect. Thank you. Um, I have a question. I had someone doing the short cleanse recently, and um, I told them they could eat some protein, but they said there's fat in that. And I said, well, in, the, in, the pro in the protein powder you got? No, in like a piece of chicken or something. Well, yeah, there is. It's, but you want to get as you, I mean, yes, there is fat. It's it's, it's uh, and when you're when you need to get that protein, you're not going to get any protein with no fat, but a lean piece of chicken is about as close as you can get, and that would be fine. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Good question. All right, another question in Raleigh, North Carolina. Are you there? 
Uh, yes. Cool. Can you hear me? I can. Good. Uh, what uh, What is your advice, uh, let's say, if I chose to uh, maybe get some massage each day and uh, maybe take some steam each day uh, during this process? You know, like absolutely. This, uh, That's a great, it's a great idea. You know, in the book we talk about doing daily massage with the oils, getting good exercise, getting a steam bath, getting a massage. You know, people come here for Panchakarma, which we do two and a half hours of massage within steam with them every day while they're going through you know, uh, while they do something similar to the short home cleanse. So that's very, very appropriate. And if you have time to do that, that's ideal uh, for sure. Absolutely great idea. Because you're going to detoxify not only through your intestinal tract, but through your skin too. Very important. Doing the oil massage and then going into a steam, letting the steam loosen things up, and then the steam oil pulling out of your your your, uh, your fat cells. One of my favorite techniques is to go into a steam and and put oil on your body and then let the oil pull, 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 and at the very end, scrub real vigorously with a towel and exfoliate your skin with the oil on it because that's pulling all the toxins through the surface layers of your skin. So, yeah, you're absolutely right on there. Great question. Thank you. Um, Next question. In Denver, Colorado. Are you there? Hi. Hi. I think I'm Denver, Colorado. You are. You are. Hello. Um, I do have a couple questions. Um, my first one is, what's your perspective on doing a fruit and vegetable cleanse? Um, it, that sounds like it would be no fat, but uh, maybe that would lead to lethargy or something like that. Do you think that doing just fruit and vegetable juice is um, going to be helpful in the end? I think doing fruit and vegetable juice is a fine way to do a cleanse. Um, it doesn't do the things that we're talking about doing, which the ghee provides. Um, the ghee provides. I'm getting some feedback here, but the ghee provides that bile flow heals the intestinal wall. The kitchery heals the intestinal wall. So there's benefits to healing the gut versus just scrubbing it. And we have this mindset in our culture just to scrub, 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 scrub. You know what I mean? Just use fiber and vegetables and it's clean, clean, clean. And there's more to it than that. You want to clean, but you want to support the health and the microbes and the, and the proliferation of them. And they want the fat to survive. So, so I would not say that doing a few days of, of juicing and vegetables wouldn't be good for you. Uh, I definitely wouldn't do that forever, but, but I think it'd be valuable. But the difference here is the reset of your digestive strength and your digestive function, and then we do the detox, and that's the difference. Uh, in, the, in the Colorado cleanse, which is our two-week cleanse, kind of a blown-up uh, version of this, we do a lot of vegetables in the beginning and the end of a seven-day ghee program. So we do seven days of ghee, and then we have the uh, four days of vegetables and a real whole food diet in the beginning and three days at the end. So we surround the ghee with a vegetable diet, and that's a great strategy as well. Um, but, uh, but I like it, but it's different, if that makes any sense. Do you hear, can you hear me? Okay, so I think I lost you. Next question, um, another one from Denver, Colorado. Are you there? Uh, this is Eco. Are you there? Denver? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. So just 
two questions. One, do you have a variation <clears throat> of the of the cleanse for an individual who's had the gallbladder removed? And then the second question is, you didn't mention anything on water intake during this uh, cleanse. Yeah, and um, there's going to be definitely some things that I've left out here um, about this cleanse that I want you to read the ebook because it's, it's 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 really comprehensive. One of which is water and hydration, which is on my list of things to accomplish here tonight. Which is uh, you know sipping hot water is a great lymphatic detoxifying uh, cleanse technique where you sip little bits of hot water throughout the day. That's one thing during the four days, and then try to drink half of your ideal body weight in water per day. And you can do that about 20 minutes before the meal, and also you can do that um, in between meals. And if you have no gallbladder, but you're doing pretty good, then you can do the cleanse, but just start with one teaspoon of the ghee and only increase it if you're feeling really comfortable. And you definitely, when you have no gallbladder, you still make bile, you just make it on demand. You're not storing the 15 times concentrate in your gallbladder any longer, but you still make good bile, and, and that's why it's so important to do a cleanse so you get that liver to be decongested so you continue to make really, really good bile. So that's really important. Thanks for that. Last, last part, do you address uh, specifically the, uh, the cleanse uh, and with specific moderations or alterations for that individual without a gallbladder? Um, not, no. I mean, there are some caveats, and I just told you the main thing with the gallbladder is just what I just told you. Okay. All right. Then I'll you email you. Then there's other rules, which are if you're not feeling well, you, you, you take less ghee, you take less herbs, and things like that. But, but that's pretty much it. Without a gallbladder, you can still do it. If you're still, if you're doing okay, and you're, and you're, you know, you're not having major concerns when you have any fat at all, then you can definitely do this. If you are having concerns, then I like to work with people, you know, personally and can guide them through that process because that's important. Okay, thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. So a couple of more things about about the the, the cleanse. Um, there are some herbs that we use to reset digestive strength, and like I said in the ebook, there is uh, some alternatives that you can go to the health food store and get. One of them is turmeric. Turmeric is an herb that is phenomenal for healing the intestinal tract, for increasing bile flow, for supporting liver function. It's a natural detoxifier and a natural rejuvenative. When you combine turmeric, it's really interesting, 16 parts turmeric to one part black pepper, you increase its absorption rate by 2,000%, which is a crazy number. And uh, that spawned, that research about 10 years ago spawned so much research on turmeric um, that now they're finding that certain turmeric extracts can actually, uh, you know, outperform some of the chemotherapy drugs. So it's very, very powerful stuff. And the turmeric is so good for healing the gut. So we use that after the cleanse. There's an herb that I love called mangista, which is a lymphatic mover. And it's a decongestor for your lymph. So remember, we talked about in the beginning, lymph and liver are your two main detox channels. So the mangista for your, for your uh, lymphatic system, which is Ayurveda's classic lymphatic moving herb, and the turmeric. And you take one of each of those three times a day after each meal. Now, if you're feeling a little like maybe it's too much, the way you dial down the intensity of the cleanse is just to take one of those herbs after your main meal or don't even take them. Uh, but you have to kind of begin to get a sense of where you are and how intense you can, you can make the cleanse by increasing the dose of the herbs. 
another herb called um, warm digest, which is an herb that we use to turn on the digestive fire. Remember we talked about when the bile isn't moving, the digestive fire ultimately goes out. So we're going to increase the bile with beets. We're going to increase the bile with ghee. But we also want to then turn the digestive fire back on. That's really critically important as well. And uh, so those are the three herbs that we provide with the cleanse. Uh, if you have acid reflux issues or any acid, we have an herb called Cool Digest, and you make that determination based on if you have any acid at all. Just go with the Cool Digest. If you don't, go with the Warm Digest. We provide. We have a little kit that we provide, which is uh, the six packages of the organic kitchery, which is actually is quite hard to find, actually, with the ghee, with the three herbs, and that's a, that's a kit that you can buy on our website uh, at LifeSpot.com, and then we have just the herbs, uh, for I think the, the whole complete kit's $109 and the simple herb kit's just $49. So it's a really fantastic deal when you get all that for uh, a pretty, pretty, to do a whole cleanse for 100 bucks. Everything included, even your food for four days, is pretty amazing deal. So uh, and it's just a nice way to go. And then you can do the slip, the, just the herbs for $49. So that's great. So that's how that works. Go to the website. You can learn more about that. Um, you know, other things that I talk about that are very important are exercise and meditation and yoga and breathing. You know, this cleanse is designed to be sort of the in-gear working cleanse, so you can do a lot while you're cleansing. But um, So not everybody has the time to do all that, but you can still get a good cleanse done. But if you have the time to get regular exercise or the steam and the massage, like the gentleman said, which is so great, I think it's fantastic. And I talk more about how to do those in the ebook. And then, of course, we have our big event coming up here at the end of April called the Colorado Cleanse, which is a two-week version of this. Like I said, it's four days of a digestive reset, seven days of the ghee, and three days of a digestive reset at the end with a, with a, uh, a whole food diet, lots of vegetables and fruit in the very beginning and at the end. So it's a completely different diet. There's more herbs, more powerful herbs to reset digestive strength, um, and that's the Colorado Cleanse. And we do that twice a year as a group where people can come together and, and, uh, and do it. We have sometimes up to 800 people doing it from all over the world, and, there's an, and that comes with support. You get an online forum where you can communicate with people from all over the world. You get emails from me every morning about what to do, so we spoon-feed it. You get a book that tells you how to do it. There's a whole kit that comes with it. You get online conference calls, online question and answer sessions. So we provide tons of support so you feel like you're cleansing with a group. You don't feel like you're home alone just cleansing, which sometimes it feels a little lonely. And also you have questions. You have a really great way to just get all the questions answered right away. And that's the Colorado Cleanse. And you can do that one anytime that you like. But twice a year we do it as a group, and that's coming up here the end of uh, the end of April in our early bird special, which is a screaming discount for the kit, which includes all your food for seven days. Um, ends on Thursday, so be aware of that if you want to do something a little more aggressive than just the four day. The four day shawarma cleanse, fantastic to do when you just want to do a quick Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, get reset, lose some weight. Um, you know, we have people losing, you know, 7 to 17 pounds during the Colorado cleanse and up to 10 pounds during the four-day cleanse. So it's, it's powerful and not that hard to do just the four-day cleanse. We also have the emotional freedom cleanse, the lighten up cleanse, which is, a, which is another four-day cleanse with videos structured to take you through an emotional process. And something that I didn't mention that I think is worth mentioning is 
when you burn fat, you release toxins, of course, but you also release molecules of emotion. And if Ayurveda was about anything, it's about, Ayurveda means life and Veda means truth, it's about letting the truth of your life out. And that's what the uh, Panchakarma is about, and that's what the Lighten Up Cleanse is about. It's about letting the truth of you out. And that um, we have toxic molecules of emotion that we created as young children that we store in our fat cells. And those emotions remotely make us think and do the same dumb stuff again and again and again in our lives. And that is something that we continue to project those patterns of behavior on the screen as adults. And the, the idea from the Ayurvedic perspective is to help the body become less dense physically more clear mentally and emotionally so we can become more aware of what our crazy mind has conjured up and then take transformational action steps to free ourselves from those old patterns of behavior that are simply not serving us. So when I talk about this four-day cleanse or the two-week cleanse, there's an opportunity here that exists when you burn fat to make deep transformational change on on the level of old emotional patterns of behavior that might be really undermining your your happiness in your life. Dealing with your family members or your spouse, partners, can be really uncomfortable if you're coming from a place of stress. And these molecules of emotion are actually very real. It's not like just Ayurvedic, you know, ooga booga. It's a very real thing. The National Institutes of Health has found that there are molecules of emotion and they're carried by little proteins all over your body. And they exist all over your body, in your brain, in your lungs, in your belly, your intestinal tract, in your skin and your spine are the most, most concentrated areas of the receptors for these emotions. They found that those receptors, which I think is really interesting, are also used by your immune system, by your psychology, by your endocrine system, which is all your hormones, as well as your entire nervous system. So what they said at the NIH was that this is not just molecules of emotion. It's an information network. And when you have, and their takeaway was, which I thought was fascinating, was if you have a blocked emotion, that it'll block the flow of this information network and affect your endocrinology, your hormones, affect your immune system, affect your psychology as well as your nervous system and literally cause disease was the takeaway from that research at NIH. That's pretty fascinating because in Ayurveda they said thousands of years ago that if you have a blocked emotion, it's called mental ama, it'll block the flow of the subtle energy in the body and literally cause disease. So these cleanses are all about getting digestion reset so you can enjoy your life and digest because not have pain in your belly and gain weight and all that for sure. But the side benefit is that you begin to become more self-aware, more aware of what this crazy mind is doing more aware of the patterns of behavior that are the stress that are pounding away at your gut, taking out your good bugs, taking out your neurotransmitters and making your life miserable. And that's the comprehensive approach in addition to resetting your digestive strength. So you can go have, you know, some sourdough toast or something again and not be off wheat and dairy for the rest of your life. It's a beautiful comprehensive system that's well thought out. And I think when you begin to realize that it's this crazy mind of ours, that's causing most of our problems because that, this thing, is what takes out our, be- our gut. That's the, that's the thing we have to be looking at um, you know, on a regular basis. And sometimes those emotions are just hard to get to because they're not in our mind anymore. We created them in our mind, that's for sure, but we stored them in our fat. And we can't change our mind because they're not there. We have to, we have to release them out of the fat. 
still another reason why this whole thing's premised on being a good fat burner. If you did just a vegetable cleanse, you'd be, you, you, would, you would have some incredible cleansing benefits, but the ghee forces your body into fat metabolism. It forces the proliferation of your, of your good microbes. It strengthens and supports the function of your gallbladder, so you become a good fat digester to deliver good fats, which are for stable mood, wonderful skin, and also, uh, and also for the ability to, um, for your your ability to uh, move the bile and help the bile uh, make you not only burn fat, but um, detoxify to deliver good fats, but also to detoxify the bad fats. And that's really critically important. Okay. Well, I think I went over uh, by about 10 minutes. Sorry to keep you keep you all, but thank you for listening. We've got some other calls coming up here. Uh, coming up uh, next, I think uh, on the 24th, it's called Fad Free Diets. It's Eat Fad Free, which is how to eat without all the fads. I'm going to go really deeply into diets. I think it's going to be a fascinating call. Then in a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to do a whole question and answer session, just question and answers about the cholesterol cleanse. So if you have any questions about the cholesterol cleanse or even this cleanse, please feel free to join us. It's all free. Um, and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this cleanse. Talk to you soon.